torch and dip it into this podcast because we're all the protein you need. On tonight's No Buffs, we're recapping episode 12 of Survivor 41 titled Truth Kamikaze. I'm J.E. Skeets, along with my fellow tribe member, it's the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just the two of us tonight. Just the two of us <laughs> making podcasts in the stream. Just the two of us. Oh, uh, you and Skeets. Oh, man. This is Trey and I's third podcast today together. We had No Dunks Daily, of course, in the morning. We were joined by everybody else on that one. And then we had a Top Shot Hot Boys mere hours ago. And now here we are, just the two of us. For tonight's no bus. The two podcast. of us making podcasts, <laughs> talking islands, oh, watching shows. Bro, I just got that damn song out of my head, man. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of songs about twosomes out there, yeah. you know? A lot of songs right. about uh, pairs. That's right. Um, yeah, we voted everybody else off this podcast, and now... Uh, the no bus listeners have to decide which one of us is going to walk out of here with a million dollars tonight. <laughs> so bring your A game, TK, and uh, let's battle it out. Um, unfortunately, Jason Concepcion of Crooked Media, he got roped into another meeting. This guy's a busy guy. And we're not helped out by the fact that he's on the West Coast, so it's like middle of the day still for him, uh, especially his work day. So we thought we were going to have him here tonight. And he said, oh, God. I'm screwed. I got all these meetings that I forgot about and that just popped up and uh, that's okay. And then no JD, which is unfortunate, of course, our super producer. This guy's busy driving kids around from drum classes to play rehearsals to God knows what else. I realized his kids are basically two Max Fishers from Rushmore. When you think about it, like, they're okay. in everything. They're just they're yeah. busy kids. They're very intelligent kids and very smart kids and stuff like that. So uh, um, anyway, no JD. No JC, just TK, and just JE. Bars. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're and, uh, we're and on one today, me and you running the oh, two-man yeah, this... game. I love it. Let's rip these packs, buddy. <laughs> no, wrong oh, podcast, my bad, my man. Bad, wrong my podcast. Bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, this, this, this is one's going to get zany because we've done a lot of talking today. Um, <laughs> shout out asking to the... Laura. I was like, what podcast could we do at 8.30 p.m. Eastern? Oh. We've talked about basketball. We talked about Top Shot. We're doing Survivor. Yellowstone? Want to do a Yellowstone 100% recap? percent we're doing Yellowstone. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. You, you and I are both caught up. We know what's going on. That's coming up. I mean, there's probably only a couple episodes left, probably sure. halfway through season four. Uh, yeah. We'll do Yellowstone. Uh, join us tonight around nine o'clock Eastern. Uh, we'll fire up a whole new YouTube <laughs> channel just for that. What would it be called? No Horses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah sure yeah uh, no land no land uh, that's all no land or land uh i don't know let's just do a podcast brainstorming names for a yellowstone podcast Ooh, why okay, not that's a good idea we'll do that okay that's at nine now and then succession is at 11 o'clock tonight anyway we're here to talk about like i said episode 12 the penultimate episode of survivor 41 of this season we go through this scene by scene so strap in buckle up Buckle in, as Daryl Morey would say. And uh, I meant to say shout out to the live tribe, what we call the stream team here. The diehards that join us for the actual YouTube show here. A lot of people listen to this, and a lot of people watch it later, and we love all of you. But there are a select few here that are every week, every every Thursday night, uh, whatever it is, or 
day or who knows where you live in the world that you're here and we appreciate it yeah thanks thanks for coming out Thanks for thanks for the three timers today as well. I see a couple of oh, two wow. timers, and I'm sure there's some tic tac toe members out there as well. So, if you've been here for all three streams, drop three X's in the chat. Why not? <laughs> okay. Why not? Yeah. What are we gonna do with it? Just see it, man. Yeah. We're just gonna yeah. see it. <laughs> We're not gonna fact check you on yet, so yeah. uh, you might lie. Uh, I did in tweeting about the show here tonight. I think I came up with a brilliant idea. I don't know if you saw my uh, follow up tweet tray because I said it was just you and I tonight. We've, we blindsided uh, Jason Concepcion. We blindsided JD. We're the final two, baby. And then I was like, whoa. Next season, when we do Survivor 42 and No Buffs continues, we start the season of No Buffs with 15 podcasters. <laughs> All right. It's pure pandemonium. People trying to get their takes in, calling, calling their shots when it comes to predictions, like breaking down the episode. Like, it'll be insane. And every week we vote one podcaster off. Now, I don't know if we vote them off, like we all get together and vote them off, or maybe the fans do. And then it's down to the final three for the final episode, the 13th episode. There's something to that, man. Like, you know, starting with a huge crew of podcasters, everybody battling for airtime. Who finally gets down to the final two? Oh, that would be incredibly exciting. <laughs> I mean, that's actually an awesome idea. We got four to start with. Uh, you know Sesternino. He'll can he can pull in fish back. Uh, sure. Maybe we can get Wendell and Bryce Isaiah in the mix as well. Rick Devins, he's a Braves <laughs> fan. Why not sign him up? Oh wow, this this is interesting. You want to bring back actual Survivor players into the fold here? Uh, we're going to be at a disadvantage uh, playing these guys, or maybe not because you know we're well. Yeah, Rob Sesternino, oh. he'd be like he he's the other Rob when it comes to podcasting about Survivor. He's Mariano in this world. Yeah, I mean, maybe we need to go uh, two tribes, half just podcasters and half podcasters who have actually played on the island. Fans versus favorites. <laughs> We're doing this. This is, so, this is a good idea, man. This is a good idea. Uh, I, nobody take this idea. If you're yeah. listening, nobody take this idea. It's a good well, one. Well, the, the issue is going to be when there's 15 people, 16 people podcasting about the first episode <laughs> of Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> crazy uh but anyway there's something there we, we got to figure that out okay into this episode that was a lot of a uh, preamble but we are night 21 post-tribal council we start with deshaun talking about how emotional it was and it has been there at tribal councils and decisions being made and who's going home we actually get a couple flashbacks to start the show people pointing out trey this is basically previously on this is like a sneaky way to do previously on Survivor. Yeah, and we had a like a joke previously on Survivor with Evie earlier this season, mm-hmm. right? We're like, oh, that's cool to see. A nice little throwback, a vintage sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sure. Uh, why not? Um, I don't know what to say. I, I know at this point in time in my real life, uh, I had a kid getting sick and freaking out, so I wasn't totally tuned into the first couple of minutes of oh. this, but... Uh, you know, that's previously on my life. Things are a lot better right now. <laughs> Got those antibiotics pumping through my sis. Uh, hold on. Let me play uh, the video, the flashback video of uh, your poor daughter uh, struggling through whatever sickness she was going yeah. through here. Yeah. Uh, well, this is what happened. We get those flashbacks, like I said. And then Danny tells Deshaun, I knew we didn't have Heather and Erica. But I really depended on Xander for that one. I trusted that dude. Definitely the perfect time to use dude, by the way, for Xander. <laughs> that guy's a dude. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he thought, and we talked about it last episode. We were like, wow, 
what, what, what was going on there? They did seem shocked. Yeah. Well, Danny is uh, at least telling us and telling Deshaun. I, I thought Xander was, was good with us, but he was not. Danny then talks with Xander about, what are you thinking, man? Like, what was your idea for keeping Ricard? He is so hell-bent on, why are we keeping Ricard around? Just like everybody watching the show, like, why didn't you take the shot? He didn't have immunity last week, and instead you guys decided to go a different direction and got rid of Liana. Um, fair point. He makes this weird analogy, Danny does, that about, it, it, he sort of like compares it to like, you had the ability to knock off Tom Brady, but instead you went and played kickball. <laughs> I thought it was just the strangest analogy. I didn't really get it. I mean, I get the premise of it. You botched it. You were going to be able to take down a giant. You're going to take down a legend. You know, Tom Brady, Ricard looking like he's going to win this thing. But then the, the, the kickball part confused me. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a surprising line. Uh, the Tom Brady part, yeah, you're following it. You're like, yeah, that's right. That's who's winning right now. Tom Brady, he, that guy's always winning. So I, I don't know. Maybe he, originally he went with like uh, some sort of NFL diss where he's like, who's bad? Oh, I actually know who's bad. What if he's like, uh, yeah, we had a chance to to boot Tom Brady, but instead we lost to the Houston Texans. Maybe that could have been the line. But then they were like, yeah. uh, we can't diss all of Houston. Can you run that back for us? And he's like, uh, kickball? I don't know. Yeah. It makes sense. I think James has sort of, like, is getting there. He should have, like, really stuck with the football analogy. But there's something, like, you had a chance to beat Tom Brady. And instead of, yeah, going for the touchdown, you know, punching it in past the goal line, you, you, you punted from the 10 or something. You, <laughs> you punted backwards. Like, yeah, the old backwards that. You know, that that mm-hmm. I could I could roll with, but uh, the kickball part, I just didn't understand. It came out of nowhere. Anyway, I did like this scene because Xander explains to him, to Danny, hey, Ricard is the shield, man. Like, he has given his breakdown of this. Like, the reason I didn't vote for Ricard last week is I got to have him around just for one more vote. He goes home as soon as he doesn't win immunity here. Spoiler, he wins immunity. And uh, and then then he would be sitting pretty because he's got obviously still his idol and he'd be a lock there for the for the final uh, for the final four. That that's Xander's thinking. The shield idea, which I I mean, makes sense. But are they going to come to regret it? Like Danny is saying, like, well, yeah, okay, but what if he just keeps winning because he's awesome? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what if he does keep winning? That yeah. is the one major error in Xander's strategy, right? But I think that if you're Xander, you're looking at and saying, I've got a bunch of chances to beat Ricard. He had the chance at last night's episode, immunity at, with uh, the immunity challenge with six players remaining. Mm -hmm. He'll have a chance with immunity at five players remaining. Yep. He'll have a chance at immunity with four players remaining. And as long as Ricard doesn't win that, who, if you have to imagine that Ricard is going to be in the fire making making, challenge, If he doesn't win immunity at four, in which case you have another chance to beat him if you're better at making fire. So, I mean, maybe Xander is around the camp whipping up fires left and right, and he knows he could take Ricard if it came down to that. But at the very least, he had his four chances. And at this point, it feels like Ricard has to win every single immunity, Mm -hmm. or he's going to be going home because he is the biggest threat out there. Once they got to Tribal Council tonight... It was almost like everybody was making the pitch for why Ricard should win the million dollars already. So... At this point, he is public enemy number one. If he loses, he's gone as long as he doesn't find an idol. So I kind of think Xander, 
I think he's doing all right. There's no target on him right now. So as long as, you know, Ricard doesn't pull off a massive streak of winning five straight immunities to go to the championship, they're going to be fine. But there is a chance that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, Drillmatic pointing out here in the uh, in the live tribe, um, in Danny's exit interview, and I did hear him talk to Rob has a podcast. Uh, I didn't read anything, but I'm sure it was the same thing said. Danny said Xander probably doesn't need a shield because he's not that much of a threat. That goes exactly back to something we were talking about weeks ago. We were like, we kept going like, why are they not targeting Xander? And why are they not? Like, remember when he has that idol and we were going to try and flush that? And now you guys have suddenly like given up on that? Danny says it's because no one really thinks all that highly of his chances to win the game if he's sitting at the end. This is what it sounds like, at least. And that's what yeah, we were like, we were contemplating. Yeah, I agree with that. But if Ricard isn't there, aren't they saying Xander's a huge threat? He's got an idol. So he's right to yeah. me. He's, right. he's literally using him as a shield because everybody's yeah. saying, oh, he's not it's a threat. Ricard's the threat. That's what a shield is. Yeah, it's a great point. Nice counter. Uh, and I like the move from Xander's side of things too. I, I, I think it's slick. I am happy we've gotten rid of the term meat shield. <laughs> <laughs> Just shield. Just shield. That's fine. <laughs> uh, we don't need yeah, you're right you're very right i, I mean, forgot and, they and, called it a meat shield well yeah and I, and I should clarify for maybe those new to survivor a meat shield was generally like the big brawny big strong guy that was like likely gonna win all these challenges like if anything danny would in previous seasons been being uh, had been seen as a meat shield but that's sort of gone by the wayside now like nobody even like if you're like the big dude and a strong dude the athlete looking dude it's like Everyone's like, who cares? You're not going to win. <laughs> You're Strategy not gonna is the stuff. threat these days. Yeah. Not just yeah. winning out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So to morning of day 22, uh, you know, uh, a really educational, I think, little scene here, or at least a, a, a warming scene. Heather and Deshaun having a conversation about what happened at Tribal Council, about Deshaun breaking down, how conflicted he was. And, you know, they, they talk it out and we get a little bit more of his perspective and then from Heather's perspective and like, wow, I didn't know. And just like, I, I, you know, I wish you could have shared that with me, but I'm happy. I now know. And this has sort of opened my eyes. She also tells us in a confessional, we get like a quite a bit of Heather here on this episode. I, I gotta be honest. I thought she was going home. We were getting a lot of Heather. I was like, Heather. Oh, maybe this is the goodbye to Heather, but she tells us, I want this season to make a difference. And, and you know, she is of course, discussing the idea of having a diverse cast and stuff like this coming up um so that was cool i thought that was a great little scene between the two of them and they do seem to have because they've been together for three weeks uh you know starting the game together some sort of connection i think that's fair right right yeah definitely i thought these were great scenes uh between heather and deshaun and then erica and deshaun as well yep. and then what erica says to the camera and her confessional as well speaking about kind of the dual intersectionality of being a woman and a person of color who had to vote out a woman who is a person of color as well so yeah i thought that was really powerful stuff and i also like that you know the conversation has kind of continued over three episodes, right? Like, it's not just singularly contained and then we're just completely blowing that off and never talking about it again. Yeah. And at least seems to me like Heather, the oldest woman out there, a white woman, at least she's putting a little bit of effort into trying to learn about um, some other people's lives out there. So I thought she handled it well. I thought Deshaun and Erica were great as well. Um, not quite as many highs in this episode uh, as we've seen in the past couple episodes, but this was a really nice emotional scene as well. Yeah, the Erica and Deshaun discussion, like you said, was uh, really fascinating. It has a lot of people wondering about Erica bringing up this, the guilt for voting out a woman. And again, like pointing out, been a long time since a woman has won this game. 
Uh, you know, it's six seasons running. It's something like 12 of the last 15 have been male winners. Uh, is Erica winning this game is what people are taking from this. Now, the second time this has been said within this season, because Shan has brought it up before, uh, you know, what are the editors doing here? Like, this would be, is it going to be weird if they bring this up twice and then a woman doesn't win? Uh, or is there a reason they're in there? Do you have a take on that from sort of the editing perspective? I try to not go too hard on the edit skates because I feel like that can really, uh, you can really miss the forest for the trees when you're thinking about why, what else did they not include, right? Like we have no idea. Maybe this was just the best scenes to put in, but uh, it is interesting. Um, Dalton Ross makes a point in his recap all about this, right? Like the fact that they've included Shan's scene and that they included Erica's scene and that in the past, Jeff Probst has been like, wow, I didn't really realize that it had been such a long time since a woman has one survivor. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it factors in eventually. I kind of do think that at the end of this episode, if it ain't Ricard, Erica might have the next best chance out of anybody else who's out there. So I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're an edit head, it's certainly playing into it. And I think it certainly could pay off uh, if you're really that deep into (laughs) the choices made. I love Survivor fans because this is the type of comments you see, and I'm not just like picking on Ryan Barry here. Shout out, Ryan, my game within the game guy. Um, he says this is a setup for a season 42 female winner. Mm. The cast mm. in that season can't comment on the street because they don't know who the season 41 winner is. I mean, you can, you can go down the rabbit hole here with the conspiracy theories. Uh, I said from episode one of No Buffs, a female is winning this season. I, I was convinced, or I thought it was going to happen, and the streak would end, I guess. Uh, I'm with you that Erica probably has the next best shot after Ricard. And I think I left this episode feeling a little stronger about that. You can see it, and I know we'll get into the final five and like make the case for all of them, even Heather, uh, of winning this game. But yeah, I think it was a good episode overall for her. I think it's a good run for her overall. After a very, of course, slow start to the season where she seemed to be buried and really not even out there or involved in anything. But maybe a part of that was her tribe was winning a lot, too. She really did go back in time and change the course of history. <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> like, Erica could have easily been eliminated that episode if Jeff didn't come with the shillelagh of time and grant her <laughs> one wish to continue in the game. But ever since she smashed that hourglass, she's been important in the Shan vote. She's been... You've seen like uh, her working the math out of how we're going to split things up and who we need to split votes on to try and flush idols, which we haven't actually seen, but at least smart plans. So mm-hmm. I remember say like when we were going through the merge and coming up to it, we're like, why are they talking so much about Erica possibly winning this game? We haven't seen her do anything. She's been doing a lot of stuff since the merge. So yeah, her stock is rising as far as I'm concerned. Last week I talked about whoever gets Ricard out, man, they're going to be sitting pretty. In terms of like, they'll have one hell of a resume. Like you got the guy that was going to win the game out. Eh, Maybe that gets you a lot of votes. The other part is too, regardless of that, if Ricard is voted out and goes home because everybody's gunning for him. And if he doesn't win immunity, he's probably gone or can't create a fire or whatever. Who would he vote for from these final four? I was trying to think of that the other day. And I'm like, you know, he's a, he's a strategist. He seems to respect the game, of course, and like all the uh, social elements of it. I I couldn't decide. I'm like, my gut says of these final four, he would go with Erica or Deshaun before a Xander or a Heather. You think that's right? Yeah, I think that that's probably right. And I would 
I think I would probably have it in that order as well, because he's worked kind of alongside Erica. Maybe they're not totally linked together, but they've been using each other for these past couple of votes to get done what they want to get done. So I don't know. And if Erica is the one to kind of spearhead Ricard's ouster, yeah. does he then react the same way Shan did? We're like, incredible move. You yeah. have my vote. My guess is probably, yeah. All right, we will see. Okay, let's get to the reward challenge from this episode. The winning team, we are told from Jeff Probst. You're going to have the choice between grilled chicken and veggies or cake, cookies, and candy. TK, I ask you the same question. You're on the winning team. Which one are you going for three weeks into eating very little food? Different answers, Skeets. If it's this season, you got to go protein. You got to go chicken and veggies because they're hungry. Like... In, like they're dry they don't get rice they just don't have as much food i don't know if they've gotten any papayas since nasir did that one time <laughs> right. like go back to the tree there might be another one there uh so yeah you got to eat something more than sweets that'll keep you happy for an hour and a half but if it was a normal season you know and it seems like they're uh eating a lot and they're you know not struggling quite as much as they are this time give me the cake give mm. me the candy give me the cookies as long as i can have a little rice in my belly to kind of negate the richness of it i would be angling for those sweets well i love that propes asked them as he always does worth playing for deshaun basically drops a <laughs> no not really no nope. um i'd prefer a loved one a loved one's letter <laughs> he says he throws it out there not really much comes of this outside of like a funny line from Jeff Probst right before the start of the challenge, like saying, oh, Deshaun's just hoping a loved one's letter uh, falls out of the sky. Why, why do you think this was in here? Because I, I only have like two theories. I mean, I guess three. One, it's like sort of just a funny little moment. And we always get these like funny negotiations going on more and more over the last couple of seasons. So maybe that's why. But the two I was thinking of was, one, is there possible a loved one's letter coming? In the finale, is that what they're chasing for somehow? I don't know, that little emotional boost. You think they're probably going for an idol or an advantage, as we see in the next episode. Who knows? Or was it just to remind us, longtime Survivor fans, hey, there is no loved ones visit this season. It's a shortened season. We're obviously in the middle of a pandemic, so... Hey, you're usually used to, like, the last couple of episodes here having everybody out to the island. That's not happening. So, like, let me slip this little line in here just sort of, like, just to remind you that, yeah, we know we didn't have it either. You know what I mean? Interesting. That's a, that's actually a good point. Maybe that is it because, I mean, this was filmed in 2020, right? So they're not going to yep. actually bring families for the visit, I assume, no. uh, with regards to the pandemic. But they could easily do letters, and they should yep. do letters. So maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is priming the pump. For next week, where they're like, it's possible. You've got Deshaun asking for it, which was a funny moment in the course of the show. But like you're saying, maybe it is a little foreshadowing saying, we're not getting a visit, but you're getting letters or you're getting, you know, some sort of a video, which I think is what they did in season one, right? Like they had a video sent from home, but there should be something. You need yeah. that emotional moment for sure. Yeah. I mean, look, I might be reaching here with that. It did get like the goofy music, if I remember correctly. So it could just be like, haha, this is funny. And it's just like a, a light moment. Maybe it's nothing more than that, but we will we will see, as I keep saying. Uh, as for the challenge itself, they're divided into two teams of three. You got to release a bunch of buoys under the water and then basically like round them up and shoot them into these little net targets. It turns into a no dunks episode, really. It's basketball <laughs> at that point. 
Uh, shout out to Cliff Robinson. Rest in peace. Um, Danny struggles shooting. So Ricard jumps in, but then there's no rebounder. <laughs> Trey. I mean, it was brutal what they were doing. It was uh, Danny, Ricard, and Heather. Uh, and, you know, they get smoked. Like, I thought the Survivor editors didn't even try to pretend that this one was close. Like, sometimes they do some sneaky editing to make it seem a lot closer than it was. But this one was like, nah, they're botching it. They're way behind. Boom, boom, boom. Deshaun, like, uh, knocked down most of the shots for uh, his team, and they win, Erica and Xander. What do you think? I thought that uh, Danny's high school basketball coach would have been pissed at them for shooting a pull-up three with no rebounders underneath the hoop. That's a, you cannot do that. Come on, I was supposed to get the ball back. But really, what I took away from this one is everybody was dragging ass. They looked exhausted in this challenge. Obviously, a lot of swimming. They're however many days, 22 days in at this point. Not a ton of food, but... They looked like they were moving slow and a lot of broke jumpers out there because Deshaun <laughs> was the only guy who could make one and his release did not look smooth. Yeah, it was impossible not to think of JD, not our JD, <laughs> Survivor JD from this season earlier on uh, with his botched uh, layup oh, yeah. attempt oh, and yeah. also throwing the rate. Was it money? Is that what he was money. yelling? Yeah, I mean, man. Oh, I would have loved to have seen him in this one when he would have been, uh, you know, barking out there and calling his shot and then, like, missing it by 10 feet. But it was, uh, again, even Probst is like, what are you guys doing with like, the switching? And, like, I mean, because it is, like, it is one of those challenges. It feels like you have to really commit to, like, whoever's shooting is shooting. Because it's going to take us a long time to get totally. out of the water, up this ladder. You get in, like, like just swapping is, like you're going to be behind quite a bit. And like it, you just benefit in this challenge having someone that's really good in the water, which I think Xander is, just to chuck that damn thing back. Yeah. And like, what is the strategy? Obviously one shooter. And then do you put like one guy or girl by the actual net target and then keep the other one just by the ladder or closer to the platform so then Xander water polos it to Erica and then Erica can throw it up. I think that's the move, right? Like a relay man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Kind of get the ball back because you want to get as many attempts as possible. Yeah. I think that's the key is getting as many shots up as you can. That's always my goal in basketball, (laughs) but especially in survivor basketball. Yeah. So Deshaun, Erica, and Xander, they win this very easily. They select the protein. Um, As Xander calls it, his candy. (laughs) (laughs) He says... This guy's eating chicken and veggies and says, quote, this is a little taste of home. (laughs) I have never once had chicken and veggies somewhere and thought that, but Xander candy. Yeah, it's his it's his type of meal. And he is excited. I just my one note from this scene where Deshaun, Erica and Xander are basically agreeing like, yeah, Ricard's got to go. I mean, they make a sort like they make a tentative final three, really, without shaking on it, I guess, or uh, doing pinky swears. I just find this season, maybe more than others, are that I can remember. They're so aware of like us, the audience, and like the edit and how it's coming across, and who's like, right, like, or or am I just misremembering other seasons? And maybe it's always like this. They just feel so in tune with how we are viewing the show. Oh, I 100% agree. And maybe you're right. Maybe it's just something that slips your mind when you're not in the middle of a season. But, I mean, 
even going back to like Ricard versus Shan, Ricard was talking about knowing that people are gonna think that Shan is doing everything and he's getting no credit for it. And that was like with 15 people remaining uh, right. in the game. So yeah, there's definitely, I don't know. I feel like everybody that's out there on the island would be big time edit heads. And that's what it feels like to me is like, they know how the show is made while it's being made. So that is an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Just back to the old chicken veggies or cake uh, cookies, candy, I guess it was that probe said and the whole loved ones letter and why that was in there. Jason has a theory here in the live tribe. I've convinced myself that the letters from home were to be found within the cake reward. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I feel like really Jeff would have told us. Jeff would have told us. We've already seen twice oh. after this episode. Like we had the Xander sitting out, sitting out on a challenge. He's right by the, the, the advantage and he can't find it. We saw that. We yep. saw Danny not being able to find his idol in this episode. So I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, we would have gotten the backstory of Jeff baking a yeah. cake and slipping some loved ones' letters <laughs> into the middle of it or something. Uh, like yeah, that. Uh, it suddenly turns into the Great British Bake Off, and Probst has got his apron on. Hey, so, listen here. I'm, putting, I'm slipping these loved ones' letters into this beautiful cake here, this chocolate cake. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to present them with this. I'm going to also give them the option of these uh, chicken and veggies. I've got cooking on the back burner over there. Uh, like, come, on, come over here. Come check these out. Oh, wow. Anyway, I love the, uh, love the sure. thick in there. Yeah, maybe. Jason. Yeah, uh, but you're, I do agree. I mean, that would have been so great, Prope showing us the cake and saying, you know, there's loved ones. They're not going to want the cake. Yeah. But should yeah. they? Oh. Let's see what they choose. Yes. Oh, that would have been great. That's a, that's a good idea for a, a future season, I would say. Okay, so they, they eat. I mean, there's not much to add. Again, everybody's just agreeing Ricard's going home. <laughs> it's like, uh, done deal. This guy's going to win the game if he sticks around, so let's just get rid of him. We probably should have done it last week, but we didn't, so let's just do it this week. Back at camp with the losing tribe, Danny is on a hidden immunity idol island search. He is looking for it. Ricard and Heather notice he's been gone for a while. Well, this is a little strange. And he comes back to camp, and Ricard is immediately convinced that he found the idol. Now, we don't know. We haven't, you know, we haven't, we've seen him looking. <laughs> We're not told he's found anything. But Ricard, who is like, really had a, a good feel for the game, I think it's fair to say. Even tells us in a confessional, like, I'm usually right about these things. <laughs> like, uh, and, he, and he is just like, I think he's got it. I think he's got it. So, Trey, in the moment, be honest with me. Were you like Ricard? Had, had you, like, thought he had found it or, or not? Because we hadn't seen it. Yeah, I did think he had found it just because we hadn't seen him finding Ooh. it. Uh, I didn't necessarily notice a jaunty walk coming back. <laughs> didn't hear a hum, but, uh, but I guess it was there. I guess he was uh, a little jolly coming back from his uh, jungle adventure, and he was right there. So I kind of thought it was going to be very similar to... Uh, like, was it a Nasir reveal where they showed us in Tribal Council when he had found it? Yeah. I thought that's what we were going to get, like... He plays coy to Ricard's face, like, oh, I don't have it, but I wouldn't tell you if I did. We don't know, we don't know, and then it comes out actually yeah. at Tribal Council. That's definitely what I thought we were going to see. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was excited not knowing whether or not he had it. I was like, okay, I like yeah. this, I'm into this. It is like, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Are they going to do the flashback? Of course he found it because he was looking for it. Felt like he was gone like for a good hour or so. He said on Rob Has a Podcast on his exit interview, 
he was pissed because by all accounts, he had checked that area like a hundred times before. He said he was always looking for, uh, for the, um, the idol and the hidden immunity idol. And he had just been there a million times. He's like, well, it's not going to be there a hundred and first time. He's like, sort of like just did it quickly, brushed over it. And of course it was like, he just wandered right by it. Oh, oh. It's gotta hurt. That's gotta uh, hurt. Totally. Just watching that back, that would kill you as a survivor oh, contestant. <laughs> exactly, because I I think he said in his exit interview with Dalton Ross that he didn't know it was there until he sees the episode, right? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. That's crazy. Uh, but I'm with Min Power here. Danny should have played the game within the game because then he would have known that the treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. <laughs> well, 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 I may have had the wrong island, it turns out. I believe the dancing trees are on the other island. It's like you're, uh, it's like you're playing uh, Mario Brothers. Your princess is in another castle. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. Don't you um, worry. But he doesn't fight it, uh, of course, because he ultimately leaves this episode jumping ahead. But still, day 23, Deshaun and Erica talk at the water well about a final three deal. This becomes very important in this episode. He tells us he's planting the seed with Erica about, ah, I'm not sure if the jury is going to be able to uh, differentiate your game between Heather's game. You ever thought of that? Sort of crossed your mind? (laughs) Which almost I was thinking is like the biggest diss ever. It's like, uh, jury's going to think your game's like Heather. You know the worst player of all time? You know that one that no one else thinks is going to win this game? Yeah, they might think you're also like that. Uh, she didn't take it that way. She's like, yeah, maybe Heather's thinking the same thing. Deshaun is like really driving home this. Hey, you, me, Xander, we got it, we got three different stories, Trey. So like that's like it's fair that way. You know, if I'm with Danny, nah, maybe it's too comparable. If you're with Heather, it's too comparable. I, I like his thinking. I like the pitch. Do you believe it? If we get to a Deshaun, Erica, and Xander... Do they have sort of a fair shot because in a weird way they've played such different games? Is he right in a weird way? Probably. Uh, I, so. I kind of think he is. I mean, they come... I guess Deshaun and Eric are on, were on the same tribe originally, right. right? They were both yep. Luvu. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's five right now. You've got a winner in Ricard. You've got a loser in Heather. So yeah, the middle three kind of like are right there and it's going to kind of come down to... Who's making the moves to actually get to the final three, if it were them? That being said, I'm kind of with you, Skates. I was like, this is a weird pitch to be like, you better watch out or Heather might be getting some votes here. Huh? Huh? If I'm Erica, I'm like, Heather? (laughs) Votes? To me, this was more just like Deshaun is trying to make a little bit of a crack here, drive some sort of a wedge, right? Which is exactly what he was doing. That way, maybe down the line, you can break up a pretty strong twosome, especially if he kind of has the feeling that maybe Danny will be leaving. Or if it's him or Danny, like, my twosome is gone. Ricard and Xander aren't necessarily together, so we got to break up this twosome. I see see that that sort of strategy, but just the idea of, like, going to anybody and be like, you better watch out or Heather's getting some votes at Final Tribal Council. As uh, Min Power says, that kind of lets you know the players aren't super well aware of the idea. Yeah, that's they true. think Heather has that's any true. sort of a chance. <laughs> that's a good point. Also, is this guy, Deshaun, like the greatest uh, botanist of all time? Like he plants the seed in the morning by the water well <laughs> and he literally <laughs> drops it or has the plant at night in his mind because he brings it up, of course, at Travel Council, which we'll get to. He's like, all right, I might as well try this now. Uh, Erica this morning was telling me, uh, hey, Heather, that uh, she can't go with you. Um, I don't know. I thought that was very funny, yeah. but he's, uh, he is definitely, and I think it extends into tribal council. He 
almost has the air of him. Like Nora kept saying this while we were watching the episode. She's like, he thinks he's going home and he almost, he almost doesn't care. He's like, well, what do I have to lose sort of? Uh, and he sort of, he feels like he's convinced himself that he is the one going home and it maybe oddly worked in his favor, if that makes sense. Because everyone's like, oh, you, I think I heard Rob say this, like, oh, you think you're going home? Well, we'll show you. We'll just keep you around. (laughs) (laughs) Sucker, you're here for another night. Uh, And and there might be some truth to that. Because we've seen that happen before in Survivor. People that are the ones like, oh, yeah, between us two, it's me going home. And then they're ultimately still there. He definitely did seem a little resigned to his fate. And I was like, it seemed weird to me. Like, we're going to get into it for sure. And it was maybe the biggest, like, strategy question of the entire episode. Like, why did Danny and Deshaun not team up together to be a 2-2-2 vote. That's the question. To me, it just felt a little bit like, like you're saying, resigned to his fate, like, it's gonna be me. (laughs) It's gonna be me. And so he was uh, just feeling a little sad about it, but trying anything he can and trying to enjoy his last couple of days on the island, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it sort of makes, it sort of makes sense too, like when you remember that he did do the do or die and he was going home. I mean, good point. Yeah. He picks the wrong box. His ass is out of there. So He's like, I almost died last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to still be living. I just escaped death. The white flash before my eyes. I don't care about this game. I want to live, Jeff. I want to see my family and friends. I want to get off this island. Um, but yeah, we will get into that. Yeah, weird decision to not do the 2-2-2 two, 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 uh, after a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, we're back with No Buffs, breaking down episode 12 of Survivor 41. Oh, season's almost over. I'm already sad. But let's get to the immunity challenge. Castaways have to spin to unspool rope from their waist, and then they have to uh, go through this obstacle course, of course, while dizzy. Very Big Brother-like is what they do on that show. Finally, they had to complete a difficult word puzzle. Um, Ricard is there first to the puzzle. He's ultimately going to win this thing, and Screw everybody's plans of voting them out. We get Prope saying, that's okay, Heather, you've struggled before. <laughs> Ouch. You gotta dig, dude. <laughs> uh, big fall from Danny on the balance beam. That one looked like it hurt a little bit. But uh, yeah, in the end, it's sort of Ricard or Deshaun. I thought Deshaun was going to win this. I actually have a photo here for everybody joining us on YouTube. I mean... Again, could have been slick editing. This guy basically has it at one point. Yeah. He's got the five last words. He, You know, the, the pieces are there. Now that, the sneaky part is, I was watching it again. That MT, like that, that M, 
I think there's another option because I think uh, Ricard was struggling with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I thought he was close. He comes up short and Ricard gets it done. And then after it, Probst is like, man, you crushed that. You figured out something there. How'd you do it? Ricard tells us, while I was unspooling, I was thinking of every four-letter word. <laughs> Did you buy this? I mean, this guy's amazing. But even I was like, give me a break. What do you mean? Okay, vote. Sure. What? What else? What, what, uh, your vote. comes up. Life. Tree. Life is good. Male. Boat. <laughs> Ship. Buff. <laughs> idol. Jeff. Shit. There's Shit. a lot. <laughs> Shit. There's a lot. Now right? Come on. There's a ton. Yeah, but okay, you you listed like 15 words that would have screwed them up more than Yeah, that. exactly. There's way more four-letter words than the words that were on there. Ah, uh, that was amazing. That was that was that was uh that was hilarious when he said that to him. I was like, whoa, holy crap. Uh Gourmet Spud, our good friend, he tweeted at me, I guess at all of us, after last night's episode. Probes made Ricard read his puzzle. If he read it wrong, does he lose? Do Wheel of Fortune rules apply? <laughs> Again, that's from Gourmet Spud. I, I, I don't well, know the answer to that one. What do you think, TK? Uh, Spud, four-letter word. Could have been on there as well. <laughs> um, that's a great question. My guess is that if he doesn't read it right, but he has it spelled right, he still gets the win. But I don't know. I mean, like, Wendell, right, was the guy who finished... He didn't say anything, though. He just finished yeah. and backed away. Somebody right. else hopped in and finished ahead of him. So maybe you're thinking, yeah, it would be Price is Right rules if you don't say it right. But <laughs> I think it's all about the spelling, personally. Yeah, I think so, too. I know Gourmet Spud is like a real diehard Wheel of Fortune fan. Um, <laughs> apparently, he's awesome at it. It's like my dad with bumper stumpers. Gourmet Spud is with Wheel of Fortune. And Ken Jennings is with uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Get him on. Let's see it. Uh, so anyway. Spin. Uh, That's I, another four-letter word. <laughs> I thought it looked like a very tough puzzle. I'm seeing somebody here in the uh, live tribe. Uh, Kyle is uh, alluding to the pot has spoken. Tyson Apostle has obviously played Survivor a lot of times. He said that they're shown the puzzle beforehand so they can start piecing the letters together. What? I don't get that. What do you mean by that? I'll have to go listen to Tyson's podcast. <laughs> like I they do, just show you, you all the pieces? <laughs> If you really? do, if you if you get a look at the pieces, and can you throw that up again? That quick Deshaun photo. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, because how many how many rows are we talking here? Four by six, seven. So twenty eight letters. You right. get a look at them. And, I mean, look how far that challenge is. If you're not brainstorming four letter words, what are you doing? Like <laughs> literally, what are you doing? If you yeah. got to look at the letters. Yeah, you, that's what you should be doing. That being said, I do like this Jeff asking people about the challenges after the challenges happened. He asked Ebby previously, right? And they were like, I practiced this one at home. I built this puzzle so that if it happened, I could do it again. And that's another sort of the meta world of Survivor that you're talking about. But I do like hearing the strategies behind how these people are actually winning the challenges because I feel like... Challenges are more of a necessary evil, another four-letter word, in Survivor than necessarily, like, people's favorite part of the show. So bringing a little of the gameplay into it, I think it's kind of smart. Yeah, that's true. Though if we ever go on Survivor and we're lucky enough to win one of these things and Probe says, man, Skeets, how did you do it? I'm going to say, I don't know, I got lucky. I'm never going <laughs> to say, like, oh, yeah. Uh, 
you know the whole game within the game is in the game theory yeah crack that uh week two of a brainiac like you don't 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 say don't make you like you don't want to let everybody know like you already won the damn thing everybody's already like oh geez this guy um i don't know i would just play it sort of like dumb luck really like because in both cases they're basically evie and ricard they're like yeah i'm a brainiac i'm amazing at this shit like i was built for this i was like you wouldn't you want, want to let that? on that you're a brainiac. You would rather maintain <laughs> well, I'm a dum- the dum dum. <laughs> hey, hold on. I'm a dummy. Four letter word. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I don't know, Jeff. I just did it. I just did it. <laughs> Jeff, four letter word. Um, somebody said in the stream team, a lot of people are bringing up that Tyson thing that he said. Now, I've heard Tyson say before, yes, they walk them through the challenges. Like there, there is like a sort of step by step. This is what you got to do. I didn't realize that that maybe that also applies to the actual puzzle pieces. Cause I know Tyson has also said they're really anal about like, you can't have more time to look at the course than I can Trey. Like, you know what I mean? Like where you're set up or just like, like, like we all have to have a fair, like, okay, we're looking at it for X amount of time. And that's the same amount of time for everybody. So it's like as fair as possible, but I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to listen to uh, the latest pod has spoken. It's fantastic. Let's get, yeah, we're definitely getting Tyson on next year's oh, yeah. no buffs, but we're voting him out first episode. Yeah, he's he's not going far. No, guy's a winner. We got to get rid of him. Holy crap. Uh, okay, where am I? We are now to post immunity challenge. Ricard is one. So again, everybody's plans. Uh, yeah, we'll get rid of him. Yeah, sorry about that. Because this guy's won three now. Pretty amazing resume, just to take a step back. Like, I think this guy's considered the greatest strategist in the game. And and you can't tell me he's not the greatest physical threat in the game. Yeah, like he's got them both. Like so, of course you'd want to get rid of them, but they can't. And maybe they won't be able to. Who knows? So we get Danny to Deshaun. Look, man, they're gonna vote for either me or you. These guys know this is the way it's gonna be. Ricard then goes to Danny. I love this spell, Ricard. I, I like this move for some reason. I. I he said, "Hey, did you, you you came back a little pep to your step. You you were throwing like uh, you know Heisman uh, <laughs> like stiff arms <laughs> on, on Heather, and you you uh, you know you spiked a coconut. Like you seemed pretty happy. Did you find the idol yesterday?" And Danny, his credit, I thought played it from what we saw. I thought he played it really cool. Did you agree, Trey? Like he didn't obviously yes say yes or no and he maybe i did maybe i didn't <laughs> uh, and we oh. get the flashback that he did it but yeah. you know ricard is convinced he still has it he's like i'm gonna check his bag should i check his bag yeah i'm gonna check his bag he probably doesn't have it in his bag but i'm gonna check his bag it's not in there because he doesn't have it but ricard's like yeah but why would he ever put it in his bag he would have hit, he, he he hit it so I, I do i love this whole thing i think it just like illustrates again how smart a player ricard is and I thought it really showed that Danny's pretty slick with it too, in terms of like, well, I'm just going to use it. They think I have it. I didn't find it, but let's roll with it. Yeah, I agree. He played it super cool. Like we said earlier, like up until, I mean, up until he reveals that he didn't find it, I still thought it was possible that we were going to see it pop out at Tribal Council. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, did he play it too cool? Like, should he have just came back and been like, sad about it? Because... <laughs> Otherwise, maybe he gets to skate by, right? Maybe they're not yeah. like, we don't need to split the votes at all. We can just send Deshaun home. So maybe he should have just been like, I looked everywhere and I could not find that thing. Take a look at my bag, right? Because he played it so cool that he told yeah. Ri- he told Ricard the truth and Ricard still didn't believe him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. 
from the edit, we almost like rarely did we see Danny be smile. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what was actually happening out there on the island. It was like few and far between. Same with Ricard. Like you didn't see him smile a whole lot. At least what we see at home. Uh, yeah, maybe he was just beaming that day and Ricard thought, okay, well, he definitely found yeah. something. He was gone so long. That's a great point. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know what he should do. Like, do you just lean into one decision or the other? Do you say, yeah, I found it? Sure. Everybody's going to say, yeah, show me. <laughs> you go, no. <laughs> so, okay, fine. Or, yeah, do you do what you did? And you're like, don't even go search for it, I guess, in that case. Like, just don't ever leave the leave the, the uh, shelter and be, like, bummed out. Like, you're like, well, I don't have it. I know that's the other thing. Or, like you said, show the bag. So, like, who knows? Uh, Xander and Heather, they have a little debate. Who's more likely to beat Ricard at the next immunity challenge? <laughs> you know, we could have got him out last week. <laughs> Whoops. Didn't think he'd win this week. Well, let's <laughs> think about the next week when he doesn't win because we need somebody to beat him, which is the right thinking. Erica says right here and then, the move is to split the votes because we don't know about this whole idol thing between Danny and Deshaun, and then we vote out Danny. So this is her call here. This is like her, you know, move. But Ricard thinks Deshaun is more likely to win the next immunity. And they're both making like pretty good cases. Like we don't know what the challenge is. Danny has won one. Deshaun is close in a lot of these, especially when it comes to the puzzle. He was just close on this one. And I really loved Erica's response to Ricard when they're debating like, who should we keep around to help our chances of beating uh, Ricard? Oh, excuse me. No, I had that wrong. Erica's talking to Deshaun, I should say, right? About who they can beat Ricard. Yeah, that's what I meant. And sh- and she says, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because Erica tells Ricard, Ricard. Ricard and Erica are talking, and Erica says, I think that Deshaun can do the same things you can do. That's right. Basically, that's right. right? Okay, I had it right the first time. Why yeah, did yeah. I second guess myself? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. I think that's such a great response. Like, builds up his ego a little bit. And it's also fair. It's like, you can, you've beaten him in all these things. Like he's, who cares if he's second? Probes ain't giving out anything for second in these. There's not a tiny necklace. So yeah, I I like that. Sorry, I screwed that up there and got a little more confusing than it needed to be. But yeah, that was a, it's a cool discussion. I mean, what would you have been saying in that? Are you pro keeping Danny or pro keeping Deshaun for solely beating, you know, Ricard in theory? Well, Skeets, uh, just like you would not tell Jeff that you're a brainiac, if I'm in that situation, I'm making a major tactical error. Because I'm saying to Erica, it does not matter who we keep because I'm going to beat them regardless of who it is. Mm -hmm. If I'm Ricard and I dominated the immunity challenges, I'm talking a little shit there. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being quite honest. But I think for Ricard, he probably is thinking something along those lines like, neither of these two is going to beat me. Like, Danny's had one good challenge, and it was the one that Deshaun was terrible at, where he dropped and had to do or die right away. I don't know. I think maybe he... I don't know. To me, it seems like Ricard isn't super worried about who he's facing in immunity. Yeah. Yeah. But I I like the arguments of it. It's like, that's that's something you don't necessarily hear all the time. Like, the actual, what are you good at in challenges. So that's cool to hear. Ricard's thinking when it comes to keeping Danny around instead of Deshaun, which is what he's want, is like, he is not worried at all about an Erica, Heather, Danny working together, despite obviously starting the game together on the Luvu tribe. He's not so sure about Deshaun, like, you know, 
turning on him, pairing with other people. So I guess that's like that's sort of his his thinking. I thought it was a fascinating discussion. Like, do you keep Deshaun or do you keep Danny if uh, it comes down to trying to beat them, <laughs> beat him? Because like he has to win. This is the other thing. He just has to win immunities, or he's going unless he finds something, right? I mean, he, yeah, like you're saying, the, the idol is still out there somewhere, so he could theoretically find that. It feels like they would target him if he were to not win immunity at these next two votes, but I don't know. Like, he's been pretty good at convincing people to do moves that aren't necessarily in their best interest, uh, even if it works out better for him. So, I don't know. To me, in this moment for... Ricard, it's a little bit of a wash if he doesn't know that Deshaun and Erica actually have a bond. But even then, it's like when he's looking at him versus Danny, surely Ricard is thinking, I've got a better um, I've got a better resume than him. That's not a yeah. real concern for Ricard, I would say, in the final tribal council. And keeping Deshaun around, uh, I think that he thinks he can beat him in immunity challenges. And he already had the moment with Shan, right? Where he's like, where she says, You're my vote for a million dollars. Deshaun is a snake. And from some of the interviews that they have had post-Survivor, it seems like Deshaun is not super well-liked on the jury. Mm -hmm. So I think that for Ricard, he is probably in this moment saying, I'm going to let Erica make the call here. Keep her a little bit closer to me so that we can work together on this one because these two are still behind me. I still got to beat him regardless, so it doesn't matter to me. I just got to win. Yeah, that's right. In a, in a final situation, Danny is definitely more likable, it seems, than uh, Deshaun to the yeah, jury. Yeah. And would, uh, you know, in theory, I still don't ever think beat Ricard, but maybe warrants more votes than uh, what he thinks Deshaun would. And I think that's possibly true. Uh, Danny tells Deshaun, because these guys are convinced it's one of them going home, uh, he's played for the Cowboys. Hey, he did play one season for the Bears. Yep. <laughs> Slips yep. that in. I know you're a Chicago Bears fan. You must have been happy about that, Trey. Oh, yeah. Big time Danny McRae fan. <laughs> uh, so that was sort of cool. Uh, obviously confirmed what we sort of had known, that nobody else out there knows he's an NF- ex-NFL player, yeah. and they think he's just a, a high school football coach. He played college, and that was it. as as high as he got. So that, that was sort of neat. I mean, I immediately started going, is Deshaun going to use this? How can he use this information? Um, is there any way to take that and like help his chances of uh, sticking around? He ultimately didn't, from at least what we saw. No, he just hyped him up. He's like, that's awesome, man. He's like, that's sick, man. <laughs> I love I, that. I mean, if you think about that, like, we're sports geeks, obviously. Like, I think I would feel that way, too. I was like, that's cool as shit. I've been playing with like, an <laughs> totally. NFL player this entire game. That's awesome. I mean, maybe then you snap back into the game. Like, I don't even know how he would use it to his advantage. Because, like, if anything, it'd be like, it's. Pr- I almost thought Danny was going to spill the beans to everyone and say, look, I'm a millionaire. I made a lot of money playing football. I was sitting on this. I think you guys should keep me around. Nobody's ever going to vote for me. I mean, Could've. maybe. I don't know if it works. Uh, he obviously doesn't do that because he just tells Deshaun then he gives us a little cat go cowboys at the end <laughs> a little wink uh, but yeah they, no, no, everybody does nothing with this information so they, they are very tight Deshaun though reiterates to Xander he goes to him he's like final three man that pact we had over your uh, over your candy <laughs> aka chicken and veggies uh, let's, let's do that you me and Erica that's a nice final three so he has that conversation and then we do get to this whole thing, like, where is the convo about the 2-2-2 split? And why 
don't we see it in the episode and why don't they do it? Um, the reasoning seems to be Trey is like, well, if we do the two, do two, like if you and I were Deshaun and Danny in this situation, we're like, all right, man, hell of a game for us. One of us going home. That sucks. Let's see if we can do the three way split and just try and pull one person over to like, then, you know, get Xander out or get whoever else, Erica, Heather or whoever. But then again, I could just turn on you. Or you could turn on me. Yeah. You know, that, the, the true prisoner's dilemma. So I guess they just decided to remove that from the equation. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because like you guys are so tight. You trust each other so much. But in a weird way, you maybe don't. Yeah, that was that was strange to me that they wouldn't just, just team up. You're right. There is the risk that one of them flips on the other. Yeah. And my guess is that... I don't know. I mean, I guess we didn't really get that part of it. But Deshaun seems more likely to flip on Danny than the other way around in that scenario. So maybe that was his pitch. He's like, I know I would flip on you. So why don't we just play it straight? I think I'm going home anyways. Let's just see what happens. But man, come on. If they go 2-2-2 and the vote actually goes 2-2-2, when that happens, do you think everybody else is like, oh, we can get Xander now. He didn't play his idol. We can get him. Because I think that if they were surprised by that, that that, uh, Danny and Deshaun stuck together as a voting block, like I think in that scenario, you're like, oh, we got to do it now. This is the time. He has a he has an immunity dial. We got to get him right now, and he can't play it. Okay, confirm a question I have. Let's say they do the 2-2-2 two, two, two vote. So two go on Deshaun, two go on Danny, because they don't know if Danny has an idol. And then those two guys, D&D, they put their two votes on Xander. Let's say that. Okay, wow. It's a three-way tie. We are now having to obviously go to a re-vote. That only means three people then can vote in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. That is leaving Ricard, Erica, and Heather to vote. So then you're saying, you're questioning, do they go, holy crap, <laughs> we can get the guy with the idol out, who is guaranteed, once he leaves this tribal council, to be in the final four. He is guaranteed because he has to play it next week. Can they have, oh, the question was, can they have another conversation? Or is Probst like, we go to we go to vote right away? They can't, right? I don't think they can be like, like talk about that. Sure. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think you might be right that they just yeah. go to the revote right away. But DL is right. Like, why didn't Deshaun try to convince Erica to vote Xander? Because that's the differentiate your game from Heather argument right there. Yeah. That's a great way to differentiate. But I don't know. Uh, from, I, I don't know. It just That's just strange to me that they didn't. It felt like they just had kind of resigned themselves to their fate. Like, it's one of us. Ain't nothing to be done about it. But it felt like there's something to be done about it. Obviously, we don't get all the information, but... That just felt like a little bit of taking your foot off the gas. I guess so. And people are pointing out here in the live tribe, like this whole Xander thing, a lot of people that watch the show, I know Tass is one of them. Why are they they letting this guy like skate through every week? This guy's going to win the game. They don't think that. Mm -mm. They think that guy's going to be at the end and he's going to be basically a, a glorified Heather, I think. He maybe gets a vote or two. That's what they think. I'm not saying that's true, but otherwise it just does like they would be... I would think more desperate to like, you know, get him out, but they want him around at this point. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, there's been zero target on him. It feels like he has zero chance of winning unless he, you know, pulls some crazy moves and uses his idol in a really interesting way. Maybe then he has a little bit of a chance, but right now it feels like he is probably number four, just only ahead of Heather. But come on, like those are two people who are just taking up spots at this point. It's like, you don't, it's tough to keep around a couple of goats. You can keep around one goat, but yeah. keep around two of them, and there's a lot of droppings. 
it's so true. true. Again, shit, four-letter word. Yeah. Um, Poop. Yeah. Go. <laughs> also, I can go with that. That's the uh, family-friendly version. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about Xander because I think they do want him there, and uh, it's fascinating because you, you feel like he's got a decent resume. If he wins, well, if he wins immunity and has obviously the hidden idol, what does he does he give does he give it up? Does he give it to somebody? Try and like uh, you know show off a little bit to the jury, maybe keep someone safe. But that'd be weird because everybody's like, well, Ricard's going home. I mean, he said it as such. Like it'd be the weirdest thing if he gives it to Ricard. I want to battle you in fire, good sir. Um, <laughs> Some people are like that, right? That's kind of how Chris Underwood won. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow. If Xander realized the only way for him to win the game is to win immunity, or sorry, yeah, win immunity next week, give one of his safety powers to Ricard <laughs> to keep him around to then beat him in fire. Well, that goes with my theory that whoever takes out Ricard wins the game. Power move. Power move wow, right there. Don't be a great power <laughs> move. Uh, all right. To Tribal Council. Danny and Deshaun at Tribal Council, they talk about how dumb it was not to target Ricard last <laughs> while. They bring that up again. That really, you know, it's real, real pisses, pisses them off. Erica, Erica does, I think, some slick jury management here because they're saying all this, like, you dummies, basically. Why, why is he here still? Like, that guy's winning the game. I like what she did. She's like, you know, what's considered a threat is relative to each person. So, yeah, he can be a threat to you, but maybe not to me. Or where we are in the game. And she even says, I have more trust with Ricard than I did Liana because she voted for me before. I thought she played that really smooth. Again, you're playing to the jury a little bit here if you are at the end. Uh, Heather says something similar. She basically, sort of, I mean, she reiterates it in so many words. Like, yeah, just because you guys think it was a dumb move doesn't mean it's a dumb move for, for me or Erica. We're still here. And we will continue to be here. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. That's, a, that's a, the kind and nice way to say, you're mad because you're on the bottom. You, right. you think it was a dumb move because you're getting voted out tonight. And I think it was a smart move because I'm in charge of who's going home tonight. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, shout out to her. Yeah. No. Uh, Deshaun then. Here it is. The seed he planted uh, 12 hours ago has turned into fruit. And he's going to take a bite. God damn it. Uh he blows up Erica's spot. It's really strange. He tells Heather, Erica will not be taking you to the end, Heather. <laughs> uh, Heather didn't have much of a reaction to it. She's like, uh, uh, anyway, Ricard then takes the opportunity to question Deshaun's thinking. He like literally puts his hand up. I would like to say something about this, Jeff Probst. Uh, and he's like, yeah, that's weird gameplay. You don't even know if you're going home. Why are you doing this? What's the move here? Probst even says like, wow, different approaches between... You, Danny, like you're sort of like, I guess, playing it chill, so to speak. Uh, we'll see what happens. And maybe that's because they think he might have an idol and all that, blah, blah, blah. And then Deshaun, meanwhile, he's like, yeah, the truth bomb gets thrown around. And then Xander gets the uh, the line, more like a truth kamikaze there. In the end, it wasn't. Uh, he is still there. But what what do you think of... Deshaun, <laughs> this play here at Tribal Council, which I guess uh, ultimately works because he's still there, but it's sort of strange. Yeah, kind of strange, but, you know, just 
chucking shots basically at the end yeah. trying to stick around trying to cause some chaos and maybe it worked i don't i don't know is that why he st- stuck around do you think that he, because he mentioned that i saw the or i heard them talking about that on the know-it-alls podcast like you were saying kind of like you're making things messy around here people don't necessarily like messy so is that a reason to keep him around and, and like it like Danny has said in some of his things, is like he's definitely more liked around the jury. I think that's probably what it really came down to. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, that was just strange to me that Deshaun was making those little moves there. But at that point, when you're convinced you're going home, you'll try anything. Yeah. So he does it. Uh, Erica's not happy about it, uh, I will say. Though she sort of does get the last laugh here because we go to the vote. There's no idle plane, of course. Uh, Danny and Deshaun, they get three votes each. They don't do the uh, two-two-two split. On the revote, Danny is unanimously sent to the jury. Four o the votes. Ah, oh, Danny is gone. And then we get this little scene here, and I have a photo because I cackled out loud of Erica turning around, tapping Deshaun on the knee, and saying, <laughs> "You're welcome, friend." <laughs> friend. Oh, so condescending. Uh, I loved it. I was here for this. Give me more of this, Erica. Uh, what, what do you think, Trey, of this little moment? Again, Erica, play it. This is all for the jury here. Um, and and she kept him, despite him, of course, going sort of going off on her at the tribal council. Yeah, I love it. You got to take credit for your moves, especially this late in the game. You got to do a little bit of jury management, a little bit of claiming uh, ownership over what's gone down. And it was a hilarious line to boot, especially considering she said, I knew I shouldn't have trusted this guy. Mm. And I don't. And then kept him around and said, it was because of me you're around. I thought that was pretty boss. Yeah. James says, kill him with kindness. And Ziggy Takes it one step further. So Canadian. (laughs) That's true. That was very Canadian. Uh, DL, so good from Erica. It also might even get Deshaun's vote if she puts him on the jury. Wow, hadn't thought about that. Hmm. I don't know. Well, if Ricard is there, I think he wins all of the votes. Yeah. Right? Maybe maybe one weird rogue vote. Sometimes people do that, right? They're like, "Eh, I'll just chuck it on somebody else. But otherwise, he gets all of them. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, 95 to 100%. It could easily be a sweep, depending on who the other two are sitting there with him. Yeah. Danny, as I said, when he walks out, says, go Cowboys. <laughs> Drops a <laughs> wink. Big old wink back at uh, Deshaun. He said he was be... winking at Xander, though. Oh, he's winking at Xander? Yeah, he, wow. said, <laughs> he said, Danny said he was pretty close with Xander. I guess they yeah. bonded a little bit. Uh, I think they were on Shipwheel Island together, maybe. That's right. right? Oh, very um, early on. Yep. Yeah, very early on. And that's when we got the only ever mention of Danny doing anything with football when he said he was a coach. So I guess they had made a little bit of a bond there and apparently trying to build trust with Xander. Maybe he told him he was a professional football player and his way of telling him what team at the end was go Cowboys. That's who he was looking at and winking at. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, then Probst tells the final five that are sitting there. And just to remind everybody, we got Xander. We got Ricard. We got Deshaun. We got Erica. And we have Heather. That's right, right, right. One more, one more. Yeah, Heather. Um, he tells them, you're going to be taken to a new island. And once again, you're going to start all over. I got to say, Xander was pumped to hear this. <laughs> <He's> like, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, let's play. Uh, so, yeah, they're off to a new island. And then Probe says over the next three days, there will be two immunity challenges, two tribal councils. He slips in the one fire-making tiebreaker. And then he says one winner. So that is what's coming up in the final episode, episode 13 of uh, Survivor 41, next Wednesday night. It is a... Well, for those new to Survivor, it's a three-hour episode. Let's call it that. It's really a two-hour episode with an hour episode um, post-game show, right? <laughs> uh, but more and more, they've like started to take from that hour and just like put it into the actual episode. We like we don't even know what they're doing, right? Uh, for the um, why am I drawing a blank on what they call it? The reunion. The reunion show. Thank you. Uh, we don't even know what they're doing. Are they jumping on Zoom? We're not, we're not sure. Uh, but we'll find out, obviously, next week. But it's going to be a three-hour block. That's what we're going to have to play with here because we got a lot to get to in these last totally. couple of days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff listed the run of show, basically, for the final episode. And I was like, that sounds like too much. I know we got three hours blocked off here, but it seems like a lot. Um, but, yeah, I guess... Uh, Rob Sesternino said that it's not a live reunion. So yeah, I wonder what they're going to be doing. I, I think they're doing the votes right there on the island. Wow. That'd be different. Which, if, if that's the case, uh, that's crazy. Because that means all of the Survivor castaways, jury members, everybody that's been out there, they've been sitting on, obviously, who's won the game. For a year? Pretty much, right? Like, the, yeah. Like 2021 is almost over. It's yeah. a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that part. How, how have there not been spoilers for this? I mean, that's almost impressive. We need Ricard uh, to go through the Instagrams of every single cast member to find out who is happier in the past year than they were the year prior. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who's got a pep to their step? Who's got the most pep? Walking around the block going to get coffee. Yeah, then we'll figure out who's winning. So, yeah, that's what's coming up on the last episode of Survivor. We're not done here, though, because we got some great questions in tree mail. We got to talk about the game within the game is actually in the game. I went from 99% convinced to 99.9% convinced that my prediction is actually going to come true in the last episode of the season. So, all that and more here on No Buffs. We'll be right back. Oh, wait, I'm the ads man. I'm oh, the ads man. You're the ads man. Tee me up one more time, Skeetsy. We'll be right back after this quick break. All right, back with no buffs into tree mail. You guys had some questions here. First one from Kid Curry on Twitter. Hit us up at no dunks, Inc. INC. Uh, what NBA player do you think could hide their identity like Danny did? <laughs> what do you think, Trey? It's sort of a weird question, but I just wanted to hear you name some NBA players that you'd like to see on Survivor that are not popular enough, I guess, to be recognized. That's the, the difficult part there. Not popular enough, and I will say another key component, not too tall. Yeah. Danny's yeah. only 6'1". He seems to be the tallest one out there, but <clears throat> that doesn't, like, blow you away. And like, no. It's not like a 6'10 guy like Cliff Robinson. So to me, pretty much any role-playing guard... The three names I came up with, Skeets. Okay. Sherman Douglas, Terrell Brandon, and Steve Blake. <laughs> Steve Blake? I've said Steve Blake before. <laughs> He's a temper boy, though. <laughs> he might get, he might have problems being a temper boy. Uh, but I basically think anybody who's like six foot three and under probably would be able to pass. Yeah. Like, you don't know who the ninth man on the Charlotte Bobcats in 2006 was. No, no, uh, this isn't about, like, 937's thinking the way you're thinking. J.J. Barea. Sure. Yeah, sure. 
just a guy out there, athletic guy. Yeah. Um, you are right. You can't be too tall. It maybe makes it more difficult for NBA players to uh, sort of blend into the background uh, a little bit. I love that. I like oh this question from Eves McRae. Who's the most famous NBA player that could be on Survivor and Pass? That's really difficult. That makes it harder. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because we're also so ingrained in the NBA world. I guess, like, I'm going to throw this out. I know he's been in commercials. So, like, Jimmy Butler. Do people know what Jimmy Butler... Like, do, do, do. Obviously, super casual or non-sports fans know Jimmy Butler, what he looks like. Probably, I don't know. Probably not. I don't I think so. Not. I, I, like, I was considering Lowry, but I'm like, I don't know. Everybody would know Lowry, but it, maybe it's just because I spend, like, eight hours a day talking to you that I think everybody on Earth would know what Kyle Lowry looks like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you... <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Jimmy Butler too. He's got. Does his name fit his look too? I can't, it almost sounds like a fake name when I start saying it out loud. I like this from Ian. Grayson Allen is basically Dean from Survivor Thirty Nine. Similar looks. <laughs> can't deny it. Not bad. Uh, people are also making, uh, you know, Chris Paul slash Cliff Paul uh, with the mustache. Uh, <laughs> That'd be very funny if he grew a mustache to be on Survivor. Yeah, Chris Paul, Chris Paul's a TV commercial star, uh, as Jason says. I mean, again, Butler's been in commercials. You're only seeing them during NBA games, though. It's not like my like. There's no way if we lined up 100 people, 20 people, 10 people, and and, and I said to my mom, pick Jimmy Butler. There's just no way. And, <laughs> and her son has done a podcast about the NBA for 15 years. I mean, and Jimmy's pretty popular. I think Jimmy Butler is a pretty good answer. I don't mind Kyle Lowry though either. But Canada, everybody in Canada is gonna know who he is. Uh, all right, our next question from Caleb. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is good. Outside of Ricard, clear winner, and Heather, clear loser. Uh, can you make a winning case for the remaining contestants? So it's like a little role playing here, Trey. Either the other three people, they're there at the end. They're trying to pitch their case to the jury. Like, can you can you do it? Do you feel comfortable about like what they could bring to the table? I do think Erica is building steam. Basically, since the hourglass breaking, she has that move. She was instrumental in the Shan vote out, which is probably the biggest strategic move of the season so far. She saved Deshaun and took credit for it last night, which is I thought was a baller move. So if she's able to be the one who spearheads uh, eliminating Ricard, right. that's the start of a really solid resume, especially compared to the other players who are out there. If she's the one who's captaining all those, that's a great case. Yep. Okay. What about Xander? What's his What's his pitch? You know, again, cons- Ricard is out of the equation here. What's his pitch? For me, I'm trying to figure out if I think it's a more baller move for him to use his idol on somebody else at that immunity, right? Like uh, at this next one, like say he wins immunity and then chooses who he wants yep. to save. Is that a more baller move than having the idol from day five or whatever and taking it all the way with you and never having to play it? Oh. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, to me, it just seems like he does. Like he, he has a good case if you're only watching the show. Uh, but out there, it seems like like him stepping for the rice didn't play as well as you would think it did watching it on TV. He's also 20 years old. Like I don't yeah. think that they're necessarily wanting to let a 20 year old get the million dollars out there. So I think um, I think he is a an under the radar goat, if you will. Like you're seeing that buzz build a lot this week. Like Xander doesn't really have a chance at winning, but I don't know if he plays a cool idol move and he has the the you know the fake idol that he did with Tiffany. Those are at least 
two interesting plays. Yeah, I like this idea from Josh. Xander should give the real idol to Liana at the next tribal. Just go over and hand, hand it to her over at the jury. Oh, that would uh, that would be crazy. Okay, and then that leaves. Um, well, who does that leave? Deshaun. Deshaun. Yeah, what's what's Deshaun's like sort of pitch to the jury here? Deshaun's pitch to the jury. I mean, I would. I guess he would have to say that he was the best on the Luvu tribe, and he was part of the reason. I mean, Shan blamed him for getting voted out, right? Called him a snake, so he kind of has to flip the script on the narrative of that of that one and be like, "Right, yeah, you called me a snake. We're out here playing Survivor. You were the biggest threat, and I took yeah. you down." Yeah. So I think that's probably his pitch. Yeah, that's uh, that that's right. Um, all right, our final question here from Brian. After the reward challenge, my wife said that they pushed the cast too hard. Everyone is visibly gassed. Who was out here saying previous seasons were too easy? By increasing the difficulty of the game, is it leading to a more entertaining season? Um, I thought this was a good question because I remember us talking about it like in the first couple of No Buffs episodes. You know, this truncated game, the no rice, especially when Shan was having sort of her slip-ups. We were like, Mm. is she just like... Uh, falling apart, withering away out there, and her brain is not operating properly. Like because she was like firing at a hundred percent early on, and maybe it's having an effect on her. Like, wh- like, what do you think? What would you say to Brian and his wife there? Uh, and this idea of, yeah, why did we make it harder? Did we need to? Or what do you think? <laughs> uh, I definitely do think it is harder. It reads a little bit more to me like early seasons of Survivor uh, when they would lose so much weight that they brought out a mirror, and that was kind of a challenge. Like, guess how much weight you lost really weird to think about when you put it that way uh but like we said earlier like they were dragging ass in challenge man they were looking slow so clearly it is affecting them and maybe it is affecting gameplay right you're not sleeping well you're out there for however long barely eating doing physical stuff all the time it's got to affect your decision making so i don't know uh the gameplay has been interesting i think um so yeah maybe going back to a little bit more of the rustic survivor has been good for this season yeah, I like how sped up it is. I think that's had an effect on decisions being made. I know others have talked about this. Like, they don't get into that rhythm of like, we voted somebody out. I'm in trouble. I got three days to figure it out. Work my way back. It's like it's just like it's happening so much quicker. Things are fresher on your mind. Maybe you're still a little pissed off by what happened, and you hold that grudge. I think uh, I do like that. It's also weird for us just watching at home because we keep hearing about how they don't have food, but it is tough for us to be like in comparing it to other seasons, like actually figure that out. Because I also push back, like, why is this harder? They're out there for way less time than a normal 39 day season. Though the counter to that is, yeah, but wouldn't you rather be out there for longer on an island if you have more food to eat than a shorter time out there with less food to eat? Like, I, and I don't know what I would pick. Would you rather be out there on an island for basically 40 days with more food than you would have had if you're only out there for 26 days, but much less food? I, which one do you go? That's, like, that's tough. Aren't I, you still suffering in the 39 day? Because you're not, you, it's not like they're having a feast every yeah, day. Yeah, they're not eating as much, but the rewards were better. The rewards were better than this season. They've kind of gotten uh, the shaft on rewards, I think, a little <laughs> bit here. Like chicken and veggies, not that impressive. Party <laughs> potatoes, not that big of a deal. Right, like pizza under the stars. Everybody hates the pizza. So there were some more lavish uh, rewards previously. I think I would, I don't know. 
I feel like I could definitely last longer if I'm able to eat something every day. Yeah, I think so. I think, and people uh, in the uh, in the live tribe seem to be saying the more food, food wins every yeah. time, and that you could just sort of like operate out there, even if you were out there for a, for a longer amount of time. That's yeah, I think that's the right answer. Okay, well, let's start wrapping this up with the game within the game. Okay, we had a Rebus puzzle. Here it is. I'm going to show everybody. It was a tough one. Oh, have at it, Trey. It was it was not easy. Even Probe said this is the most difficult one we've had. All right? What do you got? I'll go tally the votes. God, you're good. Yeah, buddy. Hey, hey, let me ask you. How would you figure that out so quick? Uh, for me, the, the giveaway was the notes, to be quite honest. I saw uh, the, the music notes down there, minus an N. Had to be oats. I don't think Jeff Probst is making cookies, though. He's offering oh. them. <laughs> I guess he is baking them, putting the loved one's letters in there. Uh, but that was the giveaway to me. And then uh, I, I struggled a little bit with the alley. I was like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. Like, a hallway? Yeah, I mean, is this yeah, diagonal votes. You got you to, like, the dove votes, dove, dove, notes, <laughs> minus the end. Yeah, look, uh, you got to just get there, but there it is. Well done. You're a brainiac. You're basically Xander when it comes to Rebus puzzles. Um, so what happened? Well, what we told you last week that was going to happen. My man, Ryan Perry, crushing it. Hold on. Is it Ryan Barry? Excuse me. Yeah, he's <laughs> I also know a Ryan Perry. That's why it's very confusing. Ryan Barry, excuse me. You know, he unlocked it all. He was in the files. He was in the Matrix. And uh, he showed us the glyphs. I told you about this last week, guys. And sure enough, this is what happened for everybody that was playing the game within the game. And, you know, you got all these, like, spots then to use all these glyphs and the corresponding letters to spell out your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. Again, boom. Ryan Barry, great work. He had been crunching this and figuring this out for a couple weeks. Uh, in the end... <laughs> you get this. I got a nice diploma that I'm going to print out and hang up. Thank you, Jeff. You conquered the game within the game for Survivor 41. You clearly have what it takes to be a future Survivor player. I look forward to seeing you on the island one day. Signed by Jeff Probst. And I will be taking that with me when I go and play on Survivor in the future. And uh, having him sign it again, I guess. Um I'll use that as parchment uh, and fake everybody out. Uh, but here's what was really exciting. My whole theory, the game within the game is in the game. That your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. Now, I thought maybe it was going to appear in this episode because we were teased the idol. But it didn't happen. But I think it's happening in the finale. Because when you unlocked all this stuff, when you put the glyphs in and you got your words, Jeff Probst basically says... That this is the riddle they're going to have to solve. Your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. Is going to very likely come up, Trey, in the final episode of this season of Survivor. Now, now it hasn't happened yet. I don't want to celebrate yet. I don't want to pop my champagne yet with the greatest prediction in Survivor history. Because I said this in what? Early. Three? I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to go check the tape. Week two or three, I said... These words are going to come into play into the actual season. You watch. And I think when we see everybody, uh, you know, racing to go and find whatever they're going to try and find, my gut says this puzzle has come into play, these trees dancing come into play, and the treasure, well, what is it? Is it an advantage? 
in one of these final immunity challenges. We've seen that before. Is it possible it's an idol? Maybe. Is it a loved one's letter? Well, I guess that's treasure. It's something. And uh, I can't wait for it to happen. I cannot believe this is going to be true. And when I saw the part about uh, Jeff is kind of explaining that there are hints <laughs> with regards to little things around the letters. Yep. I thought he was going to say unique glyphs. And if he said unique glyphs, <laughs> Skeets, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I would have ever been able to do another podcast if that man said unique oh. glyphs because it is coming down to the unique glyphs. This has to happen. This has to happen pre-votes. Otherwise, I'm not counting it. If this is part of the reunion show, it doesn't count. But it's feeling more like it's part of the competition. Yeah, I think it's going to be in this final episode when they're on the island, for sure. Um, Jay here in the live tribe. It's really not that big of a call, bro. Didn't play into the show. That would be disappointing. Uh, where the fuck were you in episode three of No Buffs when I was saying that? I was getting laughed off of the screen. These guys were looking at me like I was crazy. Like I was a madman for uh, suggesting this. A little revisionist history there from Jay. What a call. Give me a break. And, and, and again, Ryan Barry, all the glyph work in the world, in the JSONs, in the files, in the local storage on the Survivor website, CBS website. Man. He did all that. He did. He got the code. I've just been telling you it's going to mean something. I almost like to think I inspired that man. Although he was second guessing me too. He's like, I don't think it's going to mean anything. We just got a certificate from Jeff Probst. But in the end, uh, it feels like Probst is saying this is what they're going to be doing out there. I'm so excited for the finale. Yeah, and I'm curious right now because I'm going back to see exactly how long ago you actually said this. Uh, it was early. It, it was, was early. early. Okay, I've yeah. got it as October 22nd. Okay. That's so that was two months ago. Season, That's man, like, when did the season start? That would be like the second episode or something like that. Second it was definitely first? early. I mean, it, it, single digits for sure. Or 27. Who knows? Who knows? But you said oh. it early, and it's actually going to pay off. Incredible stuff. Well, it hasn't yet. I mean, uh, all we need to see in this final episode is some sort of puzzle where your treasure hangs, where the trees love to dance, and that's where this advantage is, or this is where this treasure is, whatever the heck it is. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But that's next week, and that's the finale. We're figuring out our recording schedule, when we're going to be doing it. Very unlikely we'll be going live after the Survivor finale, because it's three hours long. It'll be a very late night here on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, we also have a NBA podcast that we'll have to be prepping for and watching stuff as well. A lot of catch-up that night and in that morning. So it'll likely be on Thursday. We'll let you know the time. Just subscribe to No Buffs here on YouTube and subscribe to No Buffs on Apple and Spotify, wherever you listen to it. And uh, we'll have a blast. I can't wait. Hopefully we get the other boys back, Jason Concepcion and JD. I know JD's a little worried. Oh, he's got so much going on in his life. But I think we have, I mean, it won't feel complete to me this Survivor season if we don't have all four of us breaking down the finale. Is that right, Trey? Yeah, I think we're going to have a full complement of JSON files next week. <laughs> <laughs> do, you th do you think Jeff is going to say glyphs in, next ep in the next episode? Do you think he's the no, words No, glyphs? so here, here, here's how it's going to go down. Okay, um, they are going to get, I guess, some sort of puzzle. I mean, is it the same sort of idea? Maybe it is. Yeah, it has to be. The words, decipher it, 
oh, this is where this thing is. That's where we see them racing. Don't let him get it. I think somebody yells out. And then Propes will say in the reunion show, well, this was great. You future Survivor players out there, you knew something all along. And that's why you always got to be ahead of the game. You were 10 steps ahead. You knew something. They, like He'll tie it in that way. You know, Get your uh, applications in to play Survivor 43, I guess, because they filmed 42. Hey, we don't care if you're, are you eight months, eight months years old? Eight months years old. Eight months old. <laughs> Come play Survivor, you little baby. We'll get you out of here. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Are you a baby? Do you love <laughs> coconut milk? Come out on Survivor. <laughs> uh, so I, I hope this happens. Let's hope it come true. Uh, your treasure hangs with the trees. Love to dance. We'll be back talking about that next week. Thank you so much to everybody that joined us here in the live tribe. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Somehow we went an hour and 40 minutes with the two of us <laughs> just talking to each other for... I don't know what we're at now, Trey. We're at about five hours total today. Yeah. No. Is that right? I mean, we did yeah, a lot, like an okay. hour and a half basketball, hour and a half four. here, four hours. I've been awake since, uh, call it seven. I've been awake for 12 hours. I spent a third of my day talking to you. And the you rest of more, it going you? back and forth to a car place. Oh, <laughs> what geez. a day. What a day around here. Honestly, Skeets, I did love it. I had a great time today. <laughs> I had a blast too, buddy. And we've been on fire, if I'm oh. being quite honest. Classic after oh. classic after classic. Three on one day. They said it couldn't be done. We just did it. <laughs> we just did it. Guys, we will see you next week for No Buffs, the finale of Survivor 41. Enjoy the final episode. We'll try not to spoil it. We'll try to tell Tass not to spoil anything on the next No Dunks episode mm-hmm. because uh, that guy, he's loving this show just as much as we are, which I love. We've hooked him in. It's so fantastic. We'll see you guys tomorrow, though, with No Dunks, the drop podcast at 10 a.m. Eastern live over on the No Dunks podcast feed. Until then, the tribe has spoken.